Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medication safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. If you build it, he will It's the City on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a very good, good morning, Western Oklahoma. It is The Skinny on Sports. Jared Atha starting things off for you today on the show as uh, Skinny's getting some stuff done. Um, we got other stuff that happens on Tuesday. He has another part of his job that he's trying to take care of, but he'll slide in here in just a little bit. But we got a lot, and I mean a lot, to talk about here in the next hour. Uh, all things sports, but maybe in one uh, one topic, not so much just sports as uh, the tragic tragic events that unfolded uh, on live TV last night during the Monday Night Football game. We'll touch on that one and get the latest on that situation that happened in Cincinnati. Um, but games before that had some bowl games that were just fantastic, uh, starting uh, with the bowl game that featured the late Mike Leach's team, Mississippi State, getting a big, big win, uh, emotional win. It's kind of an emotional day. It started the day emotional with that win and then uh, the way things ended up last night. Cotton Bowl was fun. Well, if you are uh, an OU fan or, or uh, what's the team they played? Tulane. Yeah, does it matter? USC lost. The world's better. The world's awesome when USC Lincoln stinking Riley loses, and uh, and they go down again because of defensive problems. What's it going to take for them to fix that? I think there's only one solution, and it starts with an F and ends with an IR. That'd be firing Alex Grinch. My goodness, what a mess uh, that defense is. And uh, then, of course, the Rose Bowl took place yesterday. Do you like that? Do you like that happening on Monday after? New Year's Day, I know there's rules and all this stuff that they have to abide by in Pasadena, and that's why they have the rules parade on uh, the day after. They don't have it on a Sunday, uh, kind of an archaic rule. But uh, I kind of like waking up on New Year's Day and having the Rolls Bowl, knowing the Rolls Bowl is coming uh, at us later in the afternoon. Uh, but I'll take NFL on New Year's Day any day. But Rolls Bowl happened yesterday. Looked like it was going to be a good game early with between Utah and Penn State. It looked chippy early, which was kind of fun. Uh, and then a, a key injury happened, and it was all Penn State. What's that mean for the Pac-12 as far as the perception? You had USC losing. You had Utah losing. Did they take another step back? They started the season as kind of this Pac-12, this conference that just can't get over the hump, can't win the New Year's Six games, can't get into the playoff. And then yesterday happened. So what's the perception? Is, is, is it Did it go back to the way it was at the start of this season? Aaron stepping in for us. I just kind of guessed what the uh, topics were going to be, Aaron. I figured it'd be all the games from yesterday, and of course the events that happened last night um, over in Cincinnati. 
So, oh yeah, we got high school basketball tonight too. A lot of games uh, tipping off tonight as we get back to the latter half or the second half of the basketball season uh, throughout Western Oklahoma. Yeah, there you go. I think I ran it down for you. And then also, I got I had one that uh, I kind of fired in there at the end. Have you seen the story about the Masters invite? Yeah, I saw that. I don't know. Could you imagine opening? <laughs> what if you shared the name with somebody? Not maybe a famous golfer, just a golfer that's going to go to the Masters, and you got that. Would you be honest enough? <laughs> <laughs> or would you go, hmm, this is my ticket in. Well, did have you seen what's happened? Uh, I know he, he reached out the he reached out to the golfer. Uh, the golfer's name escapes me. Scott Stallings. Scott Stallings. So another Scott Stallings yes. got his invite. Yes. His got wife it. was even named uh, his yeah, their, same their wife. wives were the same. I think Jennifer maybe was their name. Yeah, yeah. The, exactly the same names. I'm pretty admirable that he reached out to him and goes, Hey, uh, I think I got your mail. Well <laughs> good on him. Because have you, we'll get there. Okay. Oh, I can only guess. Oh, I the think. greatest thing ever, and except for there, there's 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 like a really cool thing about this, and there's probably a really bad thing about this too. Okay. You mentioned the high school hoops. What's going on tonight? Also, I want to get into kind of where are we at. You know, there, there's three more weeks of games. I'm not going to say games that count because all the games count, right? But in, in Class A and Class B, we're right here. Getting to the point where the rankings are locked in and the brackets will be drawn. Yeah. So there's some opportunities for some teams to either solidify themselves in that top eight or maybe even jump into the top eight that are just outside here with the, with these uh, tournaments coming up the next couple of weeks on the high school basketball schedule. You mentioned college football. I know a lot of people thought what happened yesterday was funny. I'm not one of them uh, because of what it did to the uh, the, the Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl mania. <laughs> Uh, got the updated uh, the updated standings. Um, it's close, and I haven't seen if I know there's three of us that have a chance to win. A th- I know it's at least a three way tie going into the last game. Thanks a lot, Alex Grinch, Lincoln Riley. Uh, yeah, it's just a three way battle because uh, fourth place with Will and Dustin are three games behind. So some one of a, one of three people are going to win, and uh, the way that that game flipped on its head. Was, was really detrimental to Possum and I. Uh, and then, of course, what happened last night. We'll get into that um, a little bit off the top of the show as well. 225-9698 is that phone or text line. It's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in. As uh, Jared mentioned, high school hoops tonight. I'm pulling up, efforting the schedule as we speak. You're looking at uh, Big Elk TV and Paragon TV on the air. Man, there's tons of games. I'm sure everybody's playing tonight. Uh, Sweetwater's at Arapahoe. Eric goes to Cheyenne. Merritt hosts Fort Cobb. Frederick and Hollis. Hammond at Corn Bible. Where are you? You're not playing? Not tonight. Oh, man. What a tough break. It's weird. I looked at the schedule because I, I had that in mind. Like, okay, final rankings then. How many games between now and then? How do, how do teams climb? And So I'm looking at Canute's schedule. Don't play this Tuesday night. Don't play next Tuesday night. Tournament action is where they're going to have their chances. Exactly. And we'll get into that. i got opinions on that. Yeah, I need to verify the week. Anyhow, uh, we've got it everywhere. Paragon TV, Big Elk TV tonight. Uh, you can get that through the app. Uh, obviously, the Paragon Communications app with radio. It's got the Penny News, brand new edition. That Penny News hits the website at midnight tonight. And then Big Elk and Paragon TV, 630 tips for all that high school basketball we'll talk about at the end of the show. Skinny on Sports Podcast, if you missed one entirely, 
Go back and check us out, kadsam.com. And eventually iTunes will quit messing us around, and we'll be back on there, and you'll be alerted when one of those drops. How are you today, Jared? I'm well. I'm very well. You know why? Not because Lincoln Riley lost. Oh, I, did, I, I don't believe you. I, well, it didn't hurt, my attitude. <laughs> I, uh, I told you yesterday, you know, I'm just enamored with my new grill. Yes. Um, so yesterday um, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, oh, what's for dinner? I don't know. I thought about doing some chicken. Da, da, da. And I go, well, why don't we do some fried rice? We could do some, some like a Chinese meal, Chinese food. So you ever done fried rice? No, but I'm willing to learn. Mm-hmm. So she allowed me to do that. So I got all the ingredients. Not only did I did the chicken on, she prepared it, and I did the chicken on the grill, on the flat grill, and then I did the fried rice, and she made a sauce that she tossed the chicken in. And all. Fantastic. I felt great. Even the kids liked it. You know, it's funny you say that because Kara and I, I guess it would have been Sunday. We we get uh, we get locally sourced beef, you know, like a half a beef, and we run into there. There's one part of it that we run into ha- like what to use it for, mm-hmm. and it's the it's like the the, the chicken fried steak, the mm-hmm. tenderized you know cube yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and and because of what she does and and the way I look, we probably don't need to have chicken fried steak every week traditional chicken fried steak sure. so we, we, we run yeah. into kind of an issue of how to use this and we started making oh I, we call it mongolian beef i've heard of that you know yeah. and put it over rice you know yeah, yeah but it's yeah, funny yeah. because we we followed a different recipe on sunday and it, and i think it was the best we've ever done so look at us we both made our the, our best chinese dishes of all time here in the last couple of days i mean i liked it Everyone says good, but here I am. You're your own worst critic, right? Mm-hmm. You're your own worst food critic. So I'm eating. I'm like, you know what? I could add a little bit more of this. Maybe a little bit more salt. Maybe a little bit more. And maybe do it in this order instead of that because you do it a certain order. You've seen it like at the hibachi grill. Yeah, you know, that was going to be my next question. So yeah. when is the when, when, <laughs> when are we going to be invited over for Jared hibachi? Once chefing? I learn how to do the onion volcano, you're yeah. you're invited. Come okay. on over. Do you, do you just did you flip the egg up and then just let it hit and kind of crack and go? No, over? no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I even I was doing the chicken and I had the spatula and my wife's standing there. I was, hey, open your mouth. Oh, you know they toss it into the shrimp or the chicken and she's like, no, no, thank you. But uh, now you know this thing is just I could not. I, I imagine that I wanted a uh, you know I'm not against flat grills or you know these blackstone grills griddles. I've always seen them. But when my wife rolled that in, it w- I mean, just like we talked about, it was like, I didn't know I want this, but I want this. Yeah. And now it's all I can think about. All I can think, like, okay, what else can I cook? And I already got a plan. Like, okay, I want to do some quesadillas on this thing. You know, maybe some fajitas, you know, some bell peppers and onions and, you know, chicken or beef or whatever we decide. I'm just, it's awesome. It's opened up my world. Maybe that's my New Year's resolution is to cook more on this grill. I don't know. I'm, I like it. I love it. I, I, I'm excited. You know, like I did the burger Saturday night. Well, I'm eating them thinking, well, yeah, everyone's giving me praise, right? Well, that's great. I'm eating them thinking, I could do better. Yes. <laughs> I can do better. Smash them down. Yeah. That would be the advice I have. Smash them down. <laughs> yeah. But it gets that, that good I crust. I think I use too much meat. Maybe. And I'm smashing, but I'm not getting that crust. I'm thinking, I think I got too much meat. But it called for a pound of beef for four burgers. Quarter pound burgers. It seemed... 
but then so you know I, I did it that balled them up and everything i'm thinking god these are big these are big and i'm smashing them down so that would be what four ounces i'm not good at the measurements like you are well it's 16 16 ounces in a pound four ounce. I, I, I can tell you that i can tell you this that's an ounce more than chuck used they really? tried to make three ounce balls Mm, and maybe okay. that allowed it to maybe. get a little thinner and a little bit more spread and more of that surface yeah, area to, to, to crust. I didn't have the proper press either. I had a bacon press. Oh, you need to. I needed one of those, a, mm-hmm. a hamburger press. Or, or yeah, something. You know, and I was for. using my spatula too, you know. just like cement trowel. Yeah. I mean, that would work too. Yeah. Anyways. Well, that sounds like you had a good night. I did too. I went to the the football banquet yeah it was last night for elk city high school how'd that go it was good uh the food was good the uh, there was a lot of people there a good venue there at the the baptist church back in the back uh with their uh, inner i guess the, what do you call that like uh like a fellowship hall like, or a, well it's like where the basketball goals and all that are yeah so there's a little center there i can't family know, center family center i think yeah. that's what they call it okay actually. uh so i'm cali i hey i'm gonna trying to remember the names of these awards Okay. That everybody got. So um, all all the awards that are passed out, I mean, we talked about the, the uh, all-district team back when it was released right after the season. Uh, just off the top of my head, let's see, Logan Trevino, Aiden Long, Tyler Moyer. There were a lot. Levy, Austin Jones, Levy Owens. Defensive player of the year was Sammy. Leal, um, the co-MVP was Cooper Patton. I feel like I'm leaving somebody out, uh, but I, I remember those guys standing up there last night. And then there were a few, I know, uh, Nick Medina, uh, Gage Eastman was also first team. Nick Medina, Trace Decker, and Caden Holder were guys that were honorable mention. Just off the top of my head, if I forgot somebody, I'm sorry. Uh, but then last night, uh, just the team awards were, were handed out after the meal. Uh, the and, and like I said, all these are named after somebody. And, and as Coach Maynard said last night, you do, you didn't get your name on one of these awards just by being a good player. You got your name on these awards by being, you know, a good person and, and having high character and quality. Yeah. And then off, you know, obviously uh, going on and doing doing good things as well athletically. So the Russell Steele Outstanding Sophomore Award actually went to two different kids. And it was Cash Gino and Jaden Wynn. Um, you know, it, just thinking back to the broadcast, as they were kind of naming the – like before they named him, I'm thinking, okay, who could this be? Yeah. And the two that popped in my mind, okay, uh, it's either got to be – at least for names I called, is it Catch or is it is it Jaden? Turns out it was both of them. Uh, so those, that was, won that award. The Randy Logan Hustle Award was Kale Poole and Cole Bowie. Let's see. Uh the most improved player, it named after Chris Stanley. If you don't know Chris Stanley, he was one of the war pigs. You know what the war pigs are? Um, I'm going to guess 98 defensive line, offensive line, something no, like that. No, he blocked for Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas. War pigs oh, were right, the right, OSU right, offensive right. line yeah. back then. Well, I, I I know the name. I was about to say mm-hmm. OSU, but I thought it was – okay, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Chris was back in the mid-'80s. Uh, yeah, so the most improved was Tyler Moyer uh, for the Elks. Did you realize they had, like, regionals and district – I didn't. I mean, I, I knew mean, we had district. We had a district was regional, just regional champ. I guess maybe that's winning going, the second round. Going to semis. Yeah, maybe so. And then you'd be an area champ if you won, got into the finals. I didn't realize that. I didn't either. Uh, Billy Curry's Fighting Spirit Award. Um, 
was Austin Jones, the quarterback. Let's see. The offensive lineman award is named after John B. O'Hara. There was two of those guys, Logan uh, Trevino and then also Aiden Long. You had the Percy Dale Walker Outstanding Defensive Player Award that went to Gage Eastman and Sammy Leal. The Le- uh, the uh, <laughs> Levy, the Larry Elliott Outstanding Offensive Player. We've talked about Larry here a bunch. Uh, he was on the Mount Rushmore for me. Uh, went to OSU, set a bunch of records that Barry Sanders broke. Uh, Levy Owens was the Outstanding Offensive Player of the Year for the Elks. And then the MVP... Uh, most valuable player, Ron Engel, most valuable player award, mm-hmm. uh, Cooper Patton. And awesome. then I guess uh, then then Coach Maynard was talking about how, you know, he took over the job about this time last year. Right. By the middle of February or a little bit later in the year maybe even to March, he started looking around and was like, these bathrooms are th- – this, this field house is ridiculous. Who cleans this thing? Ooh. And then he realized he got to think and he goes, Well, it was Mr. Weatherly. Coach Weatherly took it upon himself to do it. And so last night, for the first time ever, there was the Coach what Bill Weatherly Award for character and integrity. Oh, I like that. So he it was just something that, that for the first year, uh, and Sammy and Aiden Long were the, the two winners of that. So that was cool. And then of course, for the first time in years, the district coach of the year was Zach Maynard. So right. it was a really cool night. Did um it was very good. Did uh Daniel get the broadcaster award? Uh he should have. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. If <laughs> if they if they would have handed one out, it would have been uh Garbarino. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, but they were nice enough to honor us at right at the first. Uh, we got a cool little backpack. Oh cool. That I'm sure you have one of. You just don't know it yet. Well, awesome. So well, that's was- all pictures look great. Yeah, so that, that that was the good part of the night. I saw they had, like, pads and jerseys on the table. Yeah. Surely those were washed. Well, I don't know, Mr. Weatherly. <laughs> Surely somebody did all year long, right? <laughs> They're setting them out. Anybody wash these? And, of course, uh, as he was speaking, uh, Coach Maynard used the word atrocious, which that's kind of an inside joke. Everything's atrocious. To Coach Weatherly? No, to Coach Maynard. Oh. I hope he's listening. Anyhow, uh, no, it was, it, that was a great part of the night. Uh, the not so good part of the night was came as I was driving home. Uh, man, I was on the interstate, just about home, actually kind of exiting when you know ESPN has those every what twenty minute updates or whatever. Uh, you know, update from the game seven to three, but there's uh, some sort of injury going on down to uh, to Demar Hamlin, and at that point, like my mind immediately thought because they said it was a collision. So I'm thinking, you know, the neck, you, you know, you see that yeah. where they take off the mat, mm-hmm. the, the the face mask mm-hmm. and immobilize, and gosh, what it was pretty surprising to figure out what it really was, um, yeah. Yeah. and and it's obviously a scary situation. Just were you watching yeah. live when that happened? Mm-hmm. I mean, what what were your thought? What was going through your mind as as you were just watching this unfold? Well, when it happened, it just looked like a, a routine football play. And then they replayed it, and they, you know, they replayed it a couple times until they started to realize the severity of it. And they stopped replaying it, thankfully. But after a couple, you know, I'm watching it. And I'm like, what happened? He didn't hit his head, and um, I it was, it was odd. And what shook me 
was, you know, they go to break, come back, don't know anything, go to break. So they just kept going to break, going to break. And what shook me is when they said they were performing, they had to perform, or they said they are performing CPR. I've never heard of that in any sport on the field or court, baseball diamond. I don't ever recall ever. So that, I was like, whoa. And that, like, my wife's behind me, she gasped. You know, I was like, this just suddenly got real, and it's more important than a football game. So it it was uh, pretty startling, to say the least. And uh, so I shouldn't have Googled it. I was, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, okay, cardiac, that means his heart stopped or, you know. I first thought was something like, okay, maybe – but what was scary was it, it. I'm thinking that can't be a head injury or neck injury because he stood right up, and then he went down. And so, and after seeing where the shoulder hit into the upper chest area, I, I just kind of thought that might have jarred his heart or something. Um, and I googled, um, you know, what's the success rate of? And this is gonna. I mean, it scared me at the time, but it's kind of ast- astonishing. After I say this, the success rate. What do you think the success rate of? CPR is outside of the hospital. Oh gosh, probably not very high. Five to ten percent. Yeah. And they got his heart back. Uh, I mean, for looking, you know, they got hit the, a pulse back. Now he had to have his, the oxygen wasn't coming. He wasn't breathing. They had to give him oxygen, and and now we know the rest of the story: cardiac arrest, critical condition, stabilized, sedated, and and a long path, a long road to recover. Um, I'm just hoping the news gets better and better as the day goes on for his health. But I thought when I first Googled that, I thought, man, why did I look that up? That is incredibly scary. And my thought was they're handling it on TV the best way they could because – and I was had a couple of my buddies text me saying, they, I think they know something, and they can't say it because you got to notify family. And that was the you know scary thing for sure. me. And um, thankfully, if we're looking for silver linings, which we always do, thankfully he did not pass. Um. He's stable, still in critical condition, and again, like I said, a long, I mean, it's a long path to recover, but I just sum it up, and I, we're going to start asking the questions of how did this happen. I mean, I think it was just like a, it's a freak accident, just a, you know, a, just a freak ordeal, one in a million shot that that collision, the way it happened, the way it, the shoulder struck the chest plate area. Just a complete freak accident. And I'm just afraid that people are going to go, well, we got to change the way we do this now. we got to protect our players better. And I, I mean, I think that's a one-in-a-million thing, like a lightning strike. But that's besides the point. The point is is I'm just happy. I woke up this morning. My fear was I'm going to look mm-hmm. at my phone and I'm going to get horrible news. And didn't. Um, I was relieved to see that he was he's still alive and he's stable. Yeah, there. <clears throat> I hope you're right. I hope you're right that it was a freak one in a million accident. Because if you're not, this won't be the last time we see this. And it's not the time, not not yet, to talk about what that could be. Just go. All you got to do is Google European soccer, and you can figure out what I'm talking about. It, it's happening all over the world, and no one knows why. There's obviously speculation as to why. Yeah, but someone's got to figure it out. And and the hope is, it's not what some people think it is. Because if that's the case, the die has already been cast, and there's no turning back. 
and we're going to start seeing this more often, which is really awful. But you're right. I mean, it's I, I actually kind of woke up last night in the middle of the night, and I checked my phone just and almost expecting to see bad news. Mm-hmm. And so, thankfully, that's not the case. I, you mentioned the TV. I thought, you know, you go back and you I, I, Scott Van Pelt. Honestly, it, when you think about, like, if you would have ever thought about a situation like this happening, and then the way that it would have to be handled, he would have been the very top of my list because of the he seems like such a compassionate, level-headed type dude. And he was awesome. 75 straight minutes of really not much information, yet he was able to kind of lead everybody. Ryan Clark obviously is getting some some kudos and with, with what he said. And but Van Pelt was incredible the way he was able to just kind of kind of lead everyone through that time when they're really it, it was just such an emotional thing. And there you know people are hammering the NFL for not making a decision faster. There's no playbook for this. No. There's no playbook. It, 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 and everything has to <coughs> – I mean, there there has to be some sort of procedure or protocol or, or to, to be established, you know. And, and, yeah, was it was it kind of awful in the grand scheme of things for – you know, it's – Unclear where the five-minute warm-up period came from. And Troy Vincent of the NFLPA said it didn't come from us. didn't come from anybody in those, not not only just the, the Players Association, but the NFL itself as they're going back and forth when this is you know kind of beginning to happen. He said it didn't come from anybody in those discussions. So maybe that was a, you know something that was a decision made on the field by officials. And then, you know, as that's happening, Zach Taylor – walks across the field to Sean McDermott and they have a conversation and I'm sure, you know, something along the lines of we don't need to be here. Mm-hmm. This, this yeah. isn't, you know, let's, we don't have to do this. And so sure enough, then everybody goes in the locker room and eventually the game is, has been, I, I don't know, canceled. That's still seemingly up in the air, right? I mean, there, there's a lot there that no one wants to talk about yet. But there's a lot of logistics going on here because of where we are in the schedule. It's just the it's just the cold hard truth of it, and how that's going to be handled. Because it was a huge game with monumental playoff implications for yeah. the playoffs. Now, whether whether or not that is, and it's not more important than his, than the guy's health and the guy's life. It's not. But that's something that's being talked about right now, I promise you. Because, you know, we what were we talking about yesterday in the NFL? I wonder who's going to play in those those last games. Yeah. You know, then Detroit and Green Bay turned out to be the answer. But now, you know, how is this? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. I, I, I don't know how this is going to be handled. If it's a tie or it's going to – I don't know. I don't know. know. And the problem I, is, I mean, Buffalo's the the Bills of they're already the majority of them are already back in Buffalo. Some stayed back to be right to, with him, but I mean, it's not like they're just going to pick up where they left off today. You know, no, it's I, obviously I mean, I was not. Kinda, that's the, another was point of conversation was, you know, what happens to this game? I mean, I, with the text messages I was getting, mm-hmm. and uh, 
I said, I just, you know, I was like, I don't know. I mean, they might play it tomorrow. They might play it tomorrow starting at 4 o'clock just to get it over with. I don't know. I, I and, don't and either. That's not happening. I mean, that w- announcement would have came a long time ago. But, it, it do- I mean, it puts the NFL on pause, like the entire league on pause, because this game has to be played. There has to, you know, do they come – do they just call it a tie? I, mean, I think you said that. And, you know, and go on from there with playoff implications and what it means. I don't know. And eventually they're going to have to have that conversation sooner than later. Well, that's the sad reality. I, I, it I know it, it, it's a it's a much it's a minute thing. It's not a big deal. I mean, his health and, and him getting through this is the big thing. But that question looms, and they're going to have to have that conversation. Yeah, and, and it's and this is going to be no offense to him or, or any of anybody, but the truth is the NFL isn't going to wait until he gets out of the hospital or you know what i'm saying i mean it's not going to the one the one thing i guess they have in their back pocket most years you know there's two weeks between the conference title games and the super bowl right right so could could this literally be pushed back a week and then you know that game resumes from the spot it was on mon- next Monday, and then the final week of the, you know what I'm saying? Like the, everything so just use gets that, pushed don't, back don't, a week. So don't don't have a week, don't have a week between the NFC Championship games and Super. That's Bowl. That's what I mean. Yeah, just not NFC two weeks, Championship yeah. game, then Super, then Super Bowl. Bowl the very next I mean, week. And that's happened in the past. There's been times where that has happened, so it's not like unprecedented. Because here here's the thing. That 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 Super Bowl date is it's going to be hard to move that. Oh, I mean, there because of yeah. all the logistics that go into putting that thing on. Listen, hotels are sold out. That's it. You know, plane tickets are bought. There's if all, you can get on a plane, who knows about that? There's all but of that. Yeah, there's all there's all of that. That that's the thing that's going to be taken into consideration. I think what you're saying could that is. Something they should look into. Delay everything a week. I think it's that's, not it's not ideal, but it's. I think that's the best solution they got, unless they can somehow squeeze this game in. But that's not fair to the Bills or the Bengals if they have to play on a Thursday, and then turn around and play. Like, could they move that second? Could they move that to? We said that last night was supposed to be the last Monday night football game. Maybe, it was. maybe move, maybe have a double header. Who do they play? Bills and Cincy. Does it? I mean, you know what I mean. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But no, there's it, not a. There, there's wanna, no Monday night game next. No, time. there's not. Yeah, this you want to keep this completely fair for everybody, but. And I think that your your solution is the answer. Yeah, because they're obviously not playing today. And probably not tomorrow. So are you going to make them play Thursday and then Sunday? That's what I'm saying. Move them back to Monday. You know, but then then you got to play a Monday night game before the playoffs. I, I I really think that it's going to be pushed back. Unless they get a one seed. Yeah, but one of these two teams is going to have to play. They can't both right. be the one seed. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, that, I know what you're saying. One of them has to. And so I think that you're. Yeah, like Dakota said, a bunch of them are back. Yeah, they're already home. Back, back at Buffalo. So I, I think that you're, I, I think that you're, you're going to have to make the, 
it, it can't if it's not played today, which it's not going to be, then it then it can't be played until next weekend or this uh, this coming weekend at some point, which means then you push everybody back a week. That's the, that's the only really logical answer that the NFL has. Uh, question: How's he doing? Um, he's what what would you call it? The critical condition. The vitals appear to be stable, but he's still um, intubated and has a breathing tube. I mean, he's they're breathing for, for him. him, but the vitals have stabilized. Um, and all all the news is that he uh, he went into cardiac arrest on the field and was essentially brought back to life uh, by the uh, AED, the the defibrillator. Um, CPR for like nine minutes on the field before they got him out of there. So, I mean, it just, you know, you mentioned nothing. The only thing that I can even think about that would compare to what we saw last night was back uh, with Hank Gathers, Loyola Marymount, back in the way back when, mm, yeah, in the late 80s when he, when he passed away on, on the court. Uh, that was something that they knew, you know, that – they knew that that was that he had a problem heart wise, but uh, you just don't ever expect somebody that young and that healthy uh, for that to be what happens. But that that's the only thing I can think of that, as far as what ha- you know the the injury or the 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 trauma being similar. I mean, we've seen uh, guys obviously with, uh, with 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 neck and head things. Uh, there's a sad documentary on if you ever you know 30 for 30 type on the sec network about chucky mullins who was a safety for old miss back in the early 80s or i'm sorry early 90s that uh that suffered a, a tremendous injury uh to the head and neck so but but like this a heart thing uh, hank gathers is the only thing i can think of <clears throat> that would be even s- sort of compared uh to any of this so um, the, the news is more hopeful than it was last night uh, as far as uh, Hamlin's health. And then eventually uh, we're going to start uh, those conversations. will start happening, whether or not they should or not, about what to do with the rest of the season. And I think that, that – I, I would I would not – yeah, Reggie Lewis of Boston, that's another one. That's exactly right. Back oh, yeah. In, kind of in that same time frame. Yep. Um, and I think we'll probably find out here in the next day or two that that's what's going to happen. We'll be back. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Oh, well. I could not agree more with that text. I don't know if we can read it, but I cannot. <laughs> I cannot agree more. 
says Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving. Cole Be- add Cole Beasley to that list. Um, Jonathan Isaac as well. Do you see that he finally got to come play- come back and play basketball? Or he's uh, can participate in practice for Orlando. Remember him, Jonathan Isaac. Vaguely, one of the very first. I'm not getting the shot, guys. Okay. He's back to practicing they- after two years. Yeah, that doesn't make news. It's weird, isn't it? But that's something that's going to have to be talked about eventually. People don't want to talk about it now. And here, here's here's the truth of it. This has been happening all across the world. But nobody's paid any attention because it hasn't been here. But with what happened last night, and if it just it's going to have to be talked about. And I hope that it'll be reported on and it will, the, the truth will be put out there. If it did, if it was the hit to the chest, and that's mm-hmm. uh, tell us. If it wasn't, better tell us too, because that scene last night was so jarring for people, and in a weird way, it kind of you almost have to start being prepared for it at all levels. Unfortunately, it is a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Rodney Skinner at Paul Jones Drug down at eight oh nine North Main. <clears throat> Paul Jones Drug Care you can trust. Free delivery right here in the Elk City area. They're the oldest compounding pharmacy in Elk City. Free local delivery, drive-through pickups, long-term care, unit packaging that's blister packs. We'll tell you all about Paul Jones Drug as we move along throughout the show. All right, college football. <clears throat> Was that the best win for OU fans all year? <laughs> it's most satisfying. By Tulane. Most satisfying win, yeah. It was just like, okay. This season sucked for us, but that's kind of like, okay, uh, that's a reprieval. Like, okay, at least USC lost their game. Again, in the same fashion that Lincoln Rally has been has lost at OU. Think about this. Big leads, blows them. He has lost bowl games with Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, and Caleb Williams as his quarterbacks. And yeah, Bob Stoops has won with Caleb Williams. I knew that was where you are going to go. <laughs> Bob Stoops won a bowl with Caleb Williams as his quarterback before Lincoln did. <clears throat> I, uh, I mean, but it, the honestly, jokes write themselves. Listen, it's the same script. I thought it was apropos. You know, there were a lot of people, and and Shane Beamer made a little bit of a difference there. But there were a lot of people early on. There were there were special teams mistakes. Now he would always want to talk about the three sides of the ball. And include special teams when he was, you know, kind of coach speaking up there at the podium a lot of times. But when it came down to actually doing something about it, I mean, he's quoted as saying there's no reason to have one special teams guy, you know, a coach just for special teams. I mean, to me, that's kind of insinuating it's not that important. And how funny was it for OU fans that a special teams blunder made by one of the guys that spurned the Sooners, Mario Williams, leads to a safety that then leads to the game-winning touchdown. I'll be honest with you, when it was 45-30, to 30, I turned it off. I was watching it yeah. in my office, 45-30, I was like, all right, the the dream is over. I was actually... And then I got a text like, oh my, I think the very first one said, Grinch is the worst D coordinator in the country. And I went, what? And then I turned it on just to see the final play. After uh, Tulane had, had come back and, and won the game, 
Yeah, I I was actually like following it on like the GameCast on a browser, doing my work, and I actually had the hockey game on, the the Winter Classic. Oh yeah, just you know on and and just doing my work, you know, and I got a text too. Say, let's go Tulane, Green Wave. I'm like, what are you talking about? They were down. And then I looked and I was scrambling to get the TV on just in time. I saw like the three plays before uh, the touchdown eventual game winner, which is great. I mean, it said when they uh, said incomplete and they replayed it, I stood up. I was like, oh, that is complete. The ball never touched the ground. Never. T- it was awesome. Big issues there with their defense. Will he ever – is he too prideful? Is he too pride to to acknowledge, like, this is an issue for me? You know, it's interesting. I mean, he tried – I mean, when he went and he, he <clears throat> fired Mike and he made the hire, eventually got Grinch, you know, and so, I mean, it's not like he's ignorant to it, but it's clearly still an issue. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And I think it's going to start. It has to start, and it's you're seeing it in Norman clearly. That issue was probably the first inf- thing that Joe C said to Brent Venables was, "I want to hire you. Your first job is to fix this defense." And and we've seen it in recruiting early in this first recruiting class. And Lincoln Riley's never been a big recruiter on the defensive side. He's tried. But he hasn't gotten big gap, big names. It's always been okay. Got the Caleb Williams. You got the, you got uh, who's the next guy coming up? Quarterback. Um, you know, list goes on and on all offensively, which is, I mean, that's great. But what's the old saying? Defense wins championships. He's gonna have to address it. Yeah, it's an interesting. Uh, there, there's no doubt that there's a problem there, and it's obvious, and it's obvious to anybody that's watched Oklahoma football what USC is getting. It's like all of a sudden. It's like USC never paid attention, you know. When everyone was screaming, Lindell okay. White, where have you been? Yeah, Matt, you know, Leinert and Bush. You you cover college football for Fox, which had plenty of OU games on. How is this shock to you? Is, is it just the hubris of we're USC? Well, we're Oklahoma. There's, there's just because you won one game by fifty doesn't mean that there's a giant gap between those two programs and the history and the tradition and all that. They're essentially the same. So, but but here's my question. Yes, it's funny. And it would have been better if it was a playoff game. Like, if that would have been 2024, think how awesome that is for Tulane. You know, it just kind of ends now. Okay, you want, uh, it's over. But th- but that's that right there. We just saw the beauty of this thing expanding out to yeah, 12. That's, that's exactly yeah. what we're looking for. Yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about is that game right. that we saw yesterday between Tulane and USC. I mean, even Does game, that mean yeah. that Tulane can win the whole national championship? Uh, no. Absolutely not. But, but that yeah. but neither can whatever state that wins as a 15 seed in the NCAA tournament. You you want to give give them their shot. And let him go is yeah Malachi Nelson is the thank name. you thank you and and give him a shot to go as far as they can, which <clears throat> who knows, but that's that, that was exactly why this playoff is expanding. But here's the here's the kind of conundrum, right? We're on Riley, we're on Grinch, and and for rightfully so because what we've seen here and what we saw yesterday, 
But here's another, but here's the caveat to all that. What happened Saturday? I mean, I, I know the, the saying, defense wins championships. Yeah. Everybody in the playoff put up 40. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you've still got a score in this day and age. Even the vaunted Georgia defense got lit up by a, like a Christmas tree by Ohio State. Michigan had played good defense all year. It didn't look like they could stop uh, TCU until next week. So there's kind of the yin and the yang of this thing where, you know, it's all already, oh, Riley will never win the national title at USC. Was it more insulting? That could be right, but but it's not it, – it will be defense's fault, but you don't have to play a whole bunch of defense. Well, that's the thing. Just a little will Just do. a little. That's, that's what's what, so infuriating. That's what's infuriating if you're a Riley fan. Does he make a change? By all reports, they are boys. Yeah. Does he make a change? That's where the prideful thing comes in. I don't think he well, – You can't – what does Jim always tell us? You can't you – can't, Loyalty in sports. Loyalty in sports will get you every time. You can't do it. But how long do you give him? I mean, is he done? You're not going to get him. I mean, oh, he'll feel the pressure. He being Riley to to make a change there. Absolutely, he'll feel the pressure. First year, brand new guys, not used to. I mean, listen. But I mean, he basically brought the OU philosophy that he had here in Norman to USC. So I mean, it's kind of like okay, yeah, first year at USC. Same old crud that's happened that was happening in Norman is now happening at USC. Now that might be a little hyperbole. It's just been one year, <clears throat> but my point is like, oh well, it's just his first year. It's Grinch's first year here. Well, it's not their first year together, and we've seen the results of that. <clears throat> so going back to the fir- for the start of the season, what do you think USC fans think right now? Well, at least if we you won more games than OU. Well, if you'd have told them, <laughs> that, you know, I'm serious about this. Yeah. If you'd have said, okay, you're, you'd go nine and three, you'd play for the Pac-12 title. You'd play in a New Year's Six Bowl. After four and eight, I don't see how in the world they wouldn't have been jumping for joy going into the year because of the perception and because of the expectations. Now, if you ask them that two weeks ago, well, a month ago now, I guess, I don't think they'd be happy. Because <coughs> a month ago, they had a game to get into the playoff. And now, they, now they've lost two straight, and their defense has looked clueless in watching those games. It's, just, it's interesting how your, how your perspective will change as your expectations will change. And, right. you know, you could see, as we saw here, it, it reminded me, gosh, that game reminded me so much of the Kyler year where Riley knew he had to keep the ball. And so with 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter with the lead, they are running the play clock down to zero every single snap, shortening the game as much as they possibly could. What do you take of the postgame stuff? uh, With Caleb Williams? Williams. It's ridiculous. He won the damn Heisman Trophy. Get out there and talk about it. It wasn't his fault. He lost. The, they lost the game. He was phenomenal. Yeah, it, but still, it, the, the thing about Riley is, it's obvious defense is worse. I, I mean, it's obvious the defense has the lion's share of the issues. 
but even after what Mario Williams did, how in the world is your idea to snap it six yards back and hand it off to a guy and stand, just stand in there? Yeah, that's play calling. But there's yeah. always that issue, too, of offense adding to the problem, and it, it did it again yesterday with the safety. There's no reason for that to ever happen. The only way you take the only way there's a safety in that situation is if you're six seconds left and Caleb's running around the end zone to waste the time. And you do it on purpose. Right. Not get a safety against you and have to kick off and lose the game. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of I mean, you can see the good and obviously the dude, I mean he he that that offense is going to be awesome. And is there ever going to be a time where the defense is just good enough? Because it doesn't have to be very good next year with Caleb Williams at the helm. Listen, they'll be top five preseason easily, you'd think. Georgia's a team that'll be there. Obviously, Alabama. Of course, Bama's replacing quarterback. But, and this is, and Sam hit the nail on the head. How, when you watched, when you watched a team in Oklahoma this year, what were what was missing? First off, the wins. Second off, some of the talent. But you know what was missing? A bunch of the crap that almost embarrasses you to root for that team. What the, did you see yesterday? The, uh, the antics. The antics that sometimes drew a flag and stuff, you know, standing over players after you tackle them, stuff like that, yeah. And, it, and, it, and I wonder, because there's no doubt his teams have been soft. I wonder how much you can attribute that softness to the fact that that sucker was born on third base period end of story in his coaching career he was born on third base and didn't have to earn a damn thing to get there he acts like he made Oklahoma football Bob Stoops made Lincoln Riley by grabbing him from Greenville South Carolina to bring to Oklahoma or North Carolina to bring to Oklahoma and I don't know that he appreciates the journey that a lot of those other coaches do in getting there. So he doesn't have an edge. He doesn't have a toughness to him because he never had to. He was given everything he's gotten, including a national championship-ready team in 2017 that he screwed up. I think that Very has true. a lot to do with it. Will he be able to make the hard decisions? There's obviously one that he has got to do. And it's not even Grinch. It's Benny Wiley. The strength and conditioning is yeah. so far behind the real teams. I mean, that was Tulane that was pushing them around, man. Get a piece of Georgia. Push, Get a pushed them around last <clears throat> year in Norman. You know what? It might have been the, the saving grace. Them losing to Utah, who, by the way, just manhandled them. Think about what Georgia would have done to them. They'd have scored some points, sure. But, you know, it's looking a lot more like LSU-Oklahoma, Alabama-Oklahoma, Kyler's year for most of that game than than what a competitive game would look like. There's a lot There's a lot still to do. I mean, he did a ton in the first year, there's no doubt, but there's a lot still to do. When we come back, we'll talk I, to- I, I hope, for just as a human c- compassion here, I hope L.A. and that large market – gives them enough time to do what he has to do because if it ha- continues to happen like this 
They'll chew them up and spit them out. I don't think they care enough yet to chew them up and spit them out. You know what I mean? There's not there's not the investment just yet. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients with their drive-through window, curbside service, and free local delivery. It's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones drug and i promise we provide care you can trust the skinny on sports welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal wrapping up a paul jones drug tuesday paul jones drug 809 north main street give him a call 580-225-2121 rodney skinner there and the gang at paul jones drug care you can trust we've got free delivery right here in the area individual packaging convenience packaging if you don't know what that is that is they individually package your daily medication so you do not have to load up your little pill caddy with the right make sure you have the right dosage make sure you have the right day I mean, if anybody watched uh, It's a Wonderful Life with uh, Old Man Gower, you can see how those things can go wrong. I mean, he was a pharmacist, for heaven's sakes, and almost poisoned the kid. Thankfully, George was there to save Spoiler him. Spoiler alert! I think from 1940, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that, that's, that just shows you, even a professional has trouble doing that. They do it for you. That's the beauty of them. They do it for you. You just whoosh, take the pills, move on down life's path. Each and every day. Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main, right here in Elk City. Okay, Jared, we talked about the high school hoops tonight. Yep. I think, let's We can get lay of the land heading to the playoffs tomorrow. I want to talk about this master stuff. Okay. Okay, so there's a professional golfer named Scott Stallings who qualified for the Masters. And... As we talked about last week, Masters, or right before Christmas, I guess it was, the Augusta National started sending out invitations to the Masters, and a bunch of guys got those invitations right before Christmas. And, oh, man, what a cool Christmas present that would be. Yeah, right. So, you know, so these guys know when these things are coming. And so Scott Stallings, by his own admission, had been going out to the mailbox, like, multiple times a day looking for his master's invite. Where is it at? Where is it at? And then he re- he receives this weird uh, direct message on Twitter from a guy named Scott Stallings. Okay. And apparently, the real Scott Stallings had his master's invite sent to the fake Scott Stallings. Or, I mean, it's a real person, just not the right guy. And so, you know, he, he recounts this story, uh, and he actually posted the direct message he got on Twitter, you know, thanking the guy for, uh, he, you know, here, here's his tweet, literally been checking the mailbox five times a day, then I get this random DM yesterday. And it says, hi, Scott. My name is Scott Stallings as well, and I'm from Georgia. My wife's name is Jennifer, too. <laughs> and he says, her Instagram is this, which is blacked out. Sure. We have a condo somewhere, it's blacked out. 
He said, I received a... Irrelevant, by the way. Who cares if you have a condo? What's, yeah. what's? I think he's just trying to like make it more believable, like, hey, I have your master's invite. Yeah. And sure enough, it says, I received a FedEx today from the master's inviting me to play in the master's tournament. I'm 100% sure this is not for me. I play, but wow, nowhere near your level. It's a very nice package, complete with everything needed to attend. I think we have some confusion because of our names, our wife's names, and our geographic location. And that may have been another thing why he put that, like, hey, we're close to you. And that's why how it got mixed uh, up. okay. I could be reached at his phone number. I'm more than happy to send this package to you. What an amazing coincidence. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, what would you do if, you, like you, we started to talk about earlier, what would you do if you got – if you, if you knew some guy named Jared Atha was on the tour and going to be in the mat and you got his invitation, what would you do? Probably the same thing, honestly. Exactly the same thing. I mean, there's I mean, zero can, chance they're going to let you play. Exactly. We can joke about, well, I'd try to go play it. Well, they'd take one look at you and go, you're not Jared Atha. Well, and eventually. Like, well, my name's on the list, so. <laughs> eventually, the other Jared Atha would probably yeah. shoot an email to the Masters and say, hey, I haven't received my invitation Yeah, yet. yeah. And then they would look back and go, well, it went out on this date. And, you know, then. then... I would probably do what this guy did. You know. 100%. You'd have to. Hey, man, got your thing here. So have you seen what's happened for the fake Scott Stallings? I saw the the real Scott Stallings, and, hey, I got this DM, and it was funny. And I even saw an alert through ESPN. But I didn't see the. No, what? There's more to this story. What happened? There is more to this story. Because the fake Scott Stallings and three of his buddies now get to go play Augusta National. Whoa. They get to play it. They get to play, not go to the tournament. I, th- I, th- I thought that's where it was going. Like, no, okay, no. Well, they get me. to go play Augusta National. Wow. That's the cool part. Here's the bad part about this story. They got to play it like tomorrow? No. <laughs> no, no. That, that, that doesn't matter. No. Somebody um, lost their job. Because they sent it to the wrong Scott Correct. <laughs> That's, That's probably... confirmed? Somebody... No, I'm oh, just guessing. Oh. I'm thinking what happened was the... Um, it went to, uh, I'm going to guess, United States Postal Service. Uh, FedEx is what he said he received. Okay, I'm go- okay FedEx. I'm going to guess that the address was smudged or fell off or something and they're like well this goes to scott stalling so fedex took it upon themselves are and probably someone who knows none the wiser so okay let's find this guy let's see if they're in our system uh oh yeah here he is i was in georgia yeah okay here we go it's wild i think that's something like that super wild and i would love for there to be an aaron calc on the tour and i get that I mean, seriously, what what, what a stroke of luck for Scott Stallings, the fake. The lesson is um, continue to uh, play golf and practice because you never know when you're going to get that master's invite. Okay, last thing, and this is going to be putting you on the spot. Who would you take? Me and three other buddies? Yeah. To go to – now you're putting me on the spot, so i got to include you, right? You don't have to. (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, Men only, right? I'll be honest with you. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to be dead honest with you. I'm not taking you. (laughs) 
so you don't have to take <laughs> Can me. Can you give me like a hat at least you or something? Or? I don't think they sell those in the pro shop. Well, come on. You got to give me something. <laughs> um, I... Uh, I take you because I know how much you love it, and I wouldn't want to be. I like okay. I got to bring somebody who's really good at golf, so because I'm not, so I'd take you. Um, I'd probably take take my boy Trey. There's a lot of people listening who I'm going to get in trouble with if I don't say their name right now. <laughs> and I'd probably have some kind of a contest for the fourth person. I don't know, man. It's a really hard choice. I like to take people with me who don't care how bad I am, and who also enjoy the game. You're one of those. Trey's one of those. I mean, maybe my dad. I can't go wrong there. See, that's, you know, I'd, I'd take I don't my have dad. that choice. I'd take my dad. Yeah. I don't know who I'd take. I'm glad you answered because I'm not going to. I'd let you and Trey, like, actually play against each other because that'd be fun to watch and me and my dad just do our thing. That's how it happened. happen. That would be a fun trip. It would be fun. It'd be fun. I still have it in my back pocket. My wife giving me the okay if I ever got drawn the go, like the tickets. Because I've asked her, what would you do if my name popped up? If I got the email said, she goes, we'd go. Because she understands. That's a well, I mean, once-in-a-lifetime thing. She, could, she said, we would go. That's what's incredible. Is it's, it's, what, what just happened for this guy is even better than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's playing. As, as he awesome play. as it would be to yeah. get that you know the invite to the tournament this guy gets to take his buddies and i mean the his his buddies will never be able to do anything for this guy remotely as cool as he's doing for them he's always gonna have that remember always. when i took you to augusta exactly <laughs> hey man i'm a little short here yeah. but i can't cover my tab yeah i'm not picking remember up this bar tab when i took you to augusta huh? he could always use that between now it's the and ultimate yeah. trump card exactly for all three so i'm not sure come to think of it if you'd want to be one of the three buddies <laughs> hold it over their head the whole yeah. time their entire lives <laughs> that's good that is so good. Cool. Which is a, uh, Although I'd be cool okay thing. with that. I mean, if I was the one to say, hey, man, I'm going to, like, man, you are never buying a dinner if you go out to dinner with me. I got you covered. You'd like to think that you'd pick the guys to be like that, and then you probably wouldn't anyways be like, I mean, but it'd be hard not to play the, oh, yeah? <laughs> I took you to Augusta card. <laughs> you can't cover my one round at Sarah National? Come on, bro. Yeah, Jimmy just said he's got ours at Sarah National. <laughs> Incredible. That's very cool. High School Hoops tonight, Paragon TV, BigElkTV.com, 630 Tips, all those games. Find the schedule at ParagonTV.com. Lots of hoops coming up from now until March the 3rd or something. I can't wait. Everyone have a great day. We will be back tomorrow right here on the Skinny on Sports. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cowell. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide 
care you can trust.